as a pastor, you receive questions. Bible questions, of course, but also questions about marriage, questions about parenting, questions about work and leadership, questions about interpersonal problems and communication problems, questions about politics and political candidates. And when you pastor a church that is made up predominantly of people who hold a futurist view on Bible prophecy, then you get questions about the end times. And there really is no way that I could be talking about the book of Revelation on these coffee time videos and not say something about the end times. And I certainly couldn't pass over this passage in Revelation 13, dealing with the famed mark of the beast and not say something, especially when the mRNA vaccine for SARS-CoV-2 is being released at this point in time. So it would be almost tantamount to sin within certain evangelical circles to not say something. So I have received the questions. Pastor, do you think this vaccine is the mark of the beast? And let me answer that very simply. No. Now right there, I've lost some of you. But would you honestly rather that I would say yes? I'm not sure what answer people want from me when they ask that. Do you want me to open my eyes really wide and say maybe? I'm not sure, but certainly could be. And don't you know that this contains Nephilim DNA? Now, if that last reference makes no sense to you, you're probably better off than if it does make some sense to you. Do I think that the SARS-CoV-2 vaccine being released as you're watching this right now is the mark of the beast or connected to it? No, I don't. Can I say definitively that it's not? Well, considering that there are some philosophers that say that I can't definitively say that I actually exist, then no. But I'm above 99.9% .9 certain that this is not the mark of the beast. Now, I'm sure that I'll get myself into more hot water for this, but I'm already there, so I might as well just enjoy the jacuzzi. I'm very fascinated by the medical technology that has gone into the development of these mRNA vaccines that are being distributed by Pfizer and then the one that's going to come from Moderna next. I know that there are conspiracy theories that abound around anything that we don't fully understand. And vaccines are especially easy to target for conspiracy theories. But I have done a moderate amount of reading and research on these things. And they really are fascinating if you think about it. From what I understand, the vaccine contains tiny little particles, what are called lipid nanoparticles. And I know right there that that freaks people out when they hear that word nanoparticles. But these tiny little particles called lipid nanoparticles, they're basically little particles of fat. And inside of these tiny lipid nanoparticles is messenger RNA suspended in this fatty substance. And these tiny globules of fat with this messenger RNA inside of them is suspended in the vaccine solution, which is basically like a saline solution. And when it is injected into the body, the mRNA inside of these little fatty globules is taken into your cells, where the ribosomes of your cells read the code from this synthetic messenger RNA, and they cause your cells to generate the spike protein. It's genetically identical to the ones that are on the outside of the coronavirus. And this is generated on cells in your body so that your immune system can develop antibodies to detect and to destroy the actual coronavirus, coronavirus should you be exposed to it in the future. So the vaccine is like an email with genetic code sent in it 
to the little computers in your cells saying, hey, if you ever see this guy around here, shoot on site. It's phenomenal. And I'm very much a science and technology kind of person. So this kind of stuff really amazes me. And the fact that this has been developed in just eight months is truly amazing. I think the fact that we're able to, to do these kind of things and that the cosmos in which we live makes it possible for us to code things like this, it, it points to the reality that God exists. If you can look at the astounding cosmos around us and think that this just happened with zero input from an intelligent and powerful creator, then, well, I'm sorry to say, I think you are, as my British friends would say, you're completely daft. Now, no, lipid nanoparticles are not tiny robots. Unless we have recently figured out how to make tiny little robots out of cholesterol, then lipid nanoparticles are just a fat delivery system for genetic code of this messenger RNA. And no, I don't believe that 5G is going to connect to these tiny little globules of fat and control you. But hey, if everything goes World War Z in a matter of days, and people, as they begin to receive this vaccine, then I'll admit that I was totally wrong. So why do I not think that this is the mark of the beast? Because I don't see any reason to think that the mark of the beast is a medical injection or a vaccine. Additionally, I think that the mark of the beast in Revelation is directly connected to the worship of the beast in Revelation. And this mark is in contrast to another mark that is placed upon those that are followers of Christ, the mark of the lamb in Revelation 14. So the mark of the beast is a mark of loyalty and devotion to a satanic antichrist system or an individual, just as the mark of the lamb is the mark of loyalty and devotion to Christ. Christians that hold to a futurist view of Bible prophecy, and I'm, I'm one of them, they often look at the novel, cultural, technological advances as being manifestations of the mark of the beast. So many years ago, it was credit cards, and then it was the internet, and then RFID tags, and then implantable chips, and now vaccines, and there will be another manifestation of something in the future that will be thought to be the mark of the beast again. I've seen several of these things in my 41 years of life, and there will be many more that will come. These things show up one after another because too often we're looking for things like the Antichrist and the mark of the beast and 144,000 over setting our minds on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father. Listen, if you are a believer and you are one that holds a futurist view on Bible prophecy, there are prophetic things in the Bible that have not yet happened. That's your view. Then that should compel you to be all the more focused upon the Lord and committed to the mission that he gave his disciples before he ascended into heaven. Just like Jesus's earliest followers, we can easily become overly focused upon the end times while he has to keep redirecting us to the mission that he has given us for our time. Moments before Jesus ascended into heaven, his first followers asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? What was on their minds? Just as Jesus is commissioning them and getting ready to ascend into heaven, what's on their minds is the end times. And we're no different. We are so easily distracted. Squirrel! But Jesus patiently teaches them 
and us. It's not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. We still have a lot more work to do. So don't call everything a conspiracy like the rest of the world does, and don't live in dread of what frightens the rest of the world. God is still on the throne. And we'll see you next time. Unless everyone turns into zombies. <laughs>